This is Toastcaster, Volume 15, Podcast for Toastmasters. This episode, an unlikely gathering, Paul meets Yoko. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest Toastcaster episode. I thought that this week we would probably try something just a little different. We've had discussions and interviews, and I thought, well, why not try something in the words of Monty Python, and now for something completely different. Let's talk about one of the projects from one of the Toastmaster manuals. Now, we all know that there are 15 advanced Toastmaster manuals, each one consisting of five projects. And I'd like to look at the interpretive reading project. Project number three, the monodrama. And the monodrama is basically a project where a person is speaking and he appears to be, he or she appears to be speaking to an unknown person or someone who you don't hear. And so I'm going to read the executive summary from the project. In a monodrama, the speaker portrays a single character striving to bring that character to life through voice, gestures, and mannerism. Usually the speaker appears to be talking to an unseen person who seems to to motivate the speaker's words and actions, but in some situations, the speaker may be talking to himself alone. The project asks to analyze your selection for meaning and emotion, study the character's personality and relationship to others, then determine which vocal elements and body movements would best reflect the character to your audience. Now, of course, you're not going to see the body movements simply because this is just is audio only. But you will hear the vocal. Now, the objectives for the project are to understand the concept and nature of a monodrama, to assume the identity of a character, and to portray the physical and emotional aspects of this character to an audience. And the project's time is five to seven minutes. Now, the assignment is to select, analyze, and present a monodrama. In this particular case, I decided to write my own. Being a fanatic of the Beatles, interesting, yesterday's yesterday's club meeting, our theme was obsession, and our word of the day was compulsive, so I guess you could call me that. This particular project has Paul McCartney speaking to an unheard Yoko Ono. Now, this isn't a new project. I did this project back in 2007, but I actually recorded it. And the recording is, is, the quality of the recording is actually pretty good. And I'd like to present it to you virtually unedited. So enjoy. As always, I'm a Toastmaster. I'm always looking for feedback. And I'd like to hear from you if you've done this project before and maybe some of the things that you've done. So listen and enjoy. Paul meets Yoko. Introduction. John Lennon and Paul McCartney were the greatest songwriting team that ever lived. McCartney continues to make music. John Lennon was taken from this world when he was gunned down in front of his New York apartment 25 years ago. This is the scene. December 6th, 2006. An unlikely meeting between Paul McCartney and Yoko Ono. Don't use that shrieking voice with me. You came to see me, remember? Why didn't you just send it through one of your fancy solicitors like you did before? Personal? With you, it's always personal. 
but it's always been your fault. I didn't break up the Beatles. You did. Me? What do you mean, me? Oh, yes, I guess I did call Alan Klein a lawyer, but something had to be done. You know, John was me best mate until you came around. Which begs the question, why did you come around? Oh, to tell me that John considered that I died long before the breakup? What's that supposed to mean? Oh, the hoaxes. Yes, I remember the hoaxes of me being dead. The black rose. The bare feet on the Abbey Road cover. The subliminal messages in the records. John? John did those? He was mad at me because I let him down? Because I didn't listen to him? Woman, why are you harassing me? What do you want? Can't you just let it be? I lost my Linda after 29 beautiful years. And now Heather is suing me, saying I did all of these things to her. You know, they're not true. Oh, you too are seeking the truth. For whose conscience? Yours or mine? Oh, you're daft, you're just making this all up. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll, come, I'll come down. Yes, a cup of tea would be nice. Look, he was the tough guy. All the birds fancied him. He was the rebel. Sarcastic. But the only person who listened to John Lennon was John Lennon. What do you mean I'm wrong? What have you got there? Oh, addressed to me. Where did you get these? Julian. He found them in an old guitar case. What's all this then? What? Paul McCartney. What do you think your life would have been like if John Lennon had not been part of this? Whose handwriting is this? October 9, 1965. Dear Paul, today is my 25th birthday. The world tour is over. We've got more quid than we could burn. But I just don't know anymore. I'm feeling down. A void inside of me. I do appreciate you being around. Me mum's died twice. You're me best friend in the world. Won't you please, please help me? I thought help was a fun little ditty about a movie. But it was about John's cry for help. Well, I knew John never really knew his father. And he was brought up by his Aunt Mimi because his mother couldn't handle him. Oh, yeah, and then she died in a car crash. He did lose his mom twice. Yoko, if John was looking for help, it wasn't obvious. Why didn't he just ask? Ask. You know, it never really dawned on me that he just didn't know how. John Lennon, short of words. Can't believe it. Help was really about the downside of being famous. And I thought it was just about John being John. Have you read all these? Look, he's talking here about when Brian died. John talked about he took all these drugs to make a pain go away. George even took him to the Maharishi. But it didn't look like it did any good. Oh, here's one about you here. November 9, 1966. Dear Paul, I've just met the love of my life. Her name is Yoko Ono. I met her tonight at the Indica Gallery. I went to her studio. I climbed a ladder. 
to the ceiling to see one of her installations. It was a placard with a tiny word on it, and it said, Yes. She handed me a card, and it said, Breathe. And she asked me for five shillings to hammer an imaginary nail into the wall. So I said to her, Here's an imaginary five shillings to nail that imaginary hammer or that imaginary nail into the wall. The connection was instantaneous. I found the love of my life. She listens to me. Yoko, why did he write these to me? I never saw these letters. I never knew. I knew John was a rebel with a cause. Really, his anger and pain. He wanted to channel it into something that could make a difference. Power to the people. A working class hero is something to be. But we're still flipping peasants as far as I could see. Yeah, I remember the bed in Montreal. I thought it was just a publicity stunt for you two to sell records. Yes, I know. You recorded Give Peace a Chance. It was John's way of talking out against the war. Imagine all the people. I guess John was more of an optimist than I was. I guess it was his way to say things. Here's another. Here's the last one. April 18, 1975. Dear Paul, happy birthday. Paul, I'm really sorry for being angry at you. I'm sorry about what I wrote in How Do You Sleep. I'm past that now. I have a new son, Sean, and it feels like starting over. John, you stupid git. Why didn't you come talk to me? We could have gone round the pub and had a couple and talk about this. You know, Yoko, do you know when I met Paul? When I met John? I met him in Walton. It was at St. Peter's Parish Church almost 50 years ago. July. It was a Saturday night. A mutual friend of ours, Ivan Vaughn. After that, the rest is all history. Yeah, I know, you got to catch your plane. I just don't believe it. I can't believe this, John. How could you do this to me? Yoko, I miss him so, as much as you do, if I would have known. I don't really have any plans for Christmas. Yeah, I think I'm around. Oh, I see. Sean and Julian will be there. Ringo and Barbara? And Danny and Olivia? Yoko, does, it, does this mean that we could start over too? Yeah, I guess so. You're right. One baby step at a time. Happy Christmas, Yoko. Happy Christmas, John. In case you were wondering, this work is a total work of fiction. However, some of it is based on actual events and actual happenings in Beatle history, but purely interpreted. If you have any feedback, send it to Toastcaster at telus.net.